So hello. Hi. I was just gonna say I love that <laughs> my Google Chrome is like someone's using your webcam. I'm like, cool, it's not me. That's, <laughs> That's disconcerting. Yeah, I'm totally I don't put tape on it, but I have the little um the listener can't see, see me. At all. <laughs> I can. I, I wish have... I was a listener right now. <laughs> I have one of the sliders on my computer. Oh yeah. And I yeah, always I'm sorry, my computer's not fancy. <laughs> yeah, mine's a work computer. But, oh, okay. Um even with my slider, like every time I'm on a Zoom call, if I'm um, not on camera, I'll still check it to be like, you are closed, right? You are closed, correct? I'm paranoid. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to check it if it's tape. It's always closed. <laughs> well, I would ask you how you're doing, but I already know because I've been here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so we had a sleepover. We had a very special sleepover. Okay, calm down. I um, <laughs> slept in different rooms, just to <laughs> clarify for everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we uh it's our Witcher weekend. Oh yeah. I'm sure by the time this airs we'll have seen it already, like season two probably. Yeah, like, yeah. Two, we'll three already times. restart watching. Yep. But yeah. Well doesn't this come out this Wednesday or is it next Wednesday? Oh it is this Wednesday. Yeah. I will still probably have seen it twice. You're not wrong. At the very <laughs> least. <laughs> Cause like I know tomorrow I plan to start season one again and then Really loud. It's fine. They're used to cats <laughs> yowling their heads off. <laughs> well, you are listening to Difficult Damsels. Did you just jump right to I did. And we can still continue our <laughs> intro, but let's at least tell people what they're no, listening no, to. No, no, I like to tease them and uh, make them wait at least 10 minutes. <laughs> this is a podcast about badass women from history. That's Kat. Hi. Oh, that's Rachel. Wow. Oh, it's my own podcast. We're not involved. It's 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 another uh, it's uh, spoiler alert. Jasmine and I. It's a reverse damsel. Hell yeah! So catch just like it's just the me show. Apparently, yeah, yeah it is. It's just I'm here to shine and you know cry. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not What's how does that song? I was gonna sing it, and now I'm like. Oh my god, stop singing that song. Oh, Little Heart of Mine, is that what it no, is? What like is it? it? I don't like it, is what it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to sit here for a while and just keep singing until you help me out. This is your own podcast now, because oh, I little agree heart. No, that's what the song is. Like, I don't even know if it is, but that is what the song is. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to let it oh, hey! <laughs> Listen, I just got to see Yaskir finally after Yaskir. a couple of episodes. And he's a bard, obviously, if you've seen The Witcher, you know. If you haven't, what rock are you living under? Yeah, get, stop listening to our Wait, stuff. hold on, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you, even though you suck. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we are halfway through The Witcher. We'll be done by tonight. Yes. Yeah. Last night was good, because I was finishing up my notes last night and this morning. <laughs> Rachel's like, I had my notes a week ago. I'm like, yeah, that's fire. I'm just going to keep writing. <laughs> I'm I'm actually yeah almost done with part one of next episode. I was like, don't you fucking give it away. I'm not. I'm not. I'm like my yeah. person. Um, <laughs> and then we're gonna record our like for the bank episode, which I'm still thinking might go out for the bank episode. The other one we're gonna oh, gotcha. the one we're banking. That was a weird. The one 
you listeners will probably hear before my episode, but yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, it'll be nice if I can get like two episodes ahead and then I can have like you won't take a break. <laughs> I, I, I do though. Like I haven't been going crazy and like staying up till like eleven o'clock at night on Fridays writing my episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed up till one o'clock on Thursday night trying to send it. I was like, I'm gonna get this done. Didn't get it done. And then we stayed up really late last night. And then you you went to bed. And then I stayed up yeah. longer. <laughs> I was tired <laughs> when we when we talked about doing the sleepover and watching the witcher um you were like i bet we'll binge it all in one night i binged the first season all in one night i <laughs> if i wasn't an old lady and didn't work 50 hours plus a week i true. probably could do it but i was just tired yeah that's fair <laughs> so that's <is> fair <laughs> but yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> i'm waiting on coffee i'm like really excited for coffee right now i'm really excited it's done it might be do you want me to... I like to let it sit for a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like to let it... Shine. <laughs> this little heart of God, mine. no! That wasn't an invitation! I'm gonna let it shine. Okay. This isn't like a weird church retreat, Rachel. Oh, is that a church song? I'm pretty sure it is. Ew! You're the one who said it. I don't even know how I would know that. I've I mean, just it's a well-known... Ew. I don't actually know. I think I might be... I, I, I need you to look that up now. I and... have the phone. I have the... Could also look it up. Don't look it up right now. I'm. You told. I'm looking it up <laughs> She's right looking now. Looking okay? it up, you guys. <laughs> what, are you surprised? No, I'm How not. What's this shit? I just want to go what, in, into. Do you need assistance? Yeah, like what? Go up to the top where it no, says I'm search. Just... <laughs> This is not how mine looks. Honestly, Don't yell at me, you're really okay? Smart. Other times I question. Wow. Something. I'm, <laughs> I'm very book smart. Yeah, you're book smart, and I'm I'm the street smart one. And, she and was neither of us are tech smart. No, not even a little. Like I get hardcore. And oh, man, I'm like, this must be what it's like to be my parents trying to work their. Oh no, she didn't. I mean love it. you. <laughs> That sometimes you ask me things that I'm like, how? See, my parents, like, get mad that they can't do it. And then when you offer to help, they get mad that you offered to help. I'm like, well, then fine, figure it it's out. It's this little light of mine. Oh. What'd I'm going to let it shine. You, I when said, I say we, I mean, what you say? This little heart of mine. Oh. It is a Christmas song. Ew. It's a Christmas song? It's a Christmas song. Why is it a Christmas song? I, I don't know. So, like, I know there's people out there who are all about... Why did you close that? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> wow. I know there's people out there who are all about um, Christmas, and... That's fair. Just leave it away from me. <laughs> no, that's your thing, yeah. and I completely support you, but yeah. I am not a fan of Christmas music. I... It, uh, like, at all. I have yeah. two songs I like, and one of them is the same song, but different versions. <laughs> all right. The Carol of the Bells song. I've never heard a version of that I didn't like. Why is this a musical episode? I don't know, because I'm not a musician. I love it. Um, and then there's an Isley Christmas song that I really like. Isley, it's a like indie band from Tyler, Texas. Cool. Yeah. I'm just chalky staring at you. <laughs> Don't make it weirder. 
if, if no one remembers, Jock is the creepy Aww. face in her pants. That sounds weird. <laughs> I I send like my friend a picture. I think it was Butters. And um, the moment I sent it, I was like, that fucking face is in the picture. And I know this friend. They're very observant. And I told them this. And I was like, he's going to say something. And sure enough, <laughs> he like just was like, the face in your pants kills me every time. Yeah. It's like right there. It's like conveniently placed. <laughs> it's, just... it's just ridiculous. It's like staring at me. And I'm like, what? Go rob a bank or something. Shit. <laughs> Friend in our room. No. <laughs> Don't make your pants talk to me. Friend. No. I love how Rachel can't even finish her joke because she's laughing so hard. I don't even remember what my joke was. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. You're not listening to a podcast about weird faces and pants. Pants. <laughs> or or a musical podcast. <laughs> We already said what we were. Um, do you want to... What episode is this? 28? 28. Sure. You are listening to episode 28 of Difficult Damsels. See, look, now you're introducing us twice. I know. It's <laughs> fine. But um, I'm really excited because I don't know who the fuck we're talking about. Oh, you don't? I don't even know her name. So she... Okay, so here's the deal, guys. She originally knew who I was going to talk about because I was originally going to talk about... Um, I was actually originally going to cover a pair of well-known female pirates, and then who fucking... were? I'm not telling you because I'm going to cover them eventually. Oh, okay. Did you forget so you wouldn't have known? No, I, I was going to say it, oh. but if you're going to keep it a I surprise, mean, I it doesn't have to be a surprise. It was Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. Well, there you go. I was going to cover them, but that is not today, folks. Today, no, no, no. today <laughs> we are going to cover someone else because AncientOrigins.net has struck again. Hell yeah. So that's how I found Grace O'Malley. I was just scrolling through Facebook, minding my own business. And this time, same thing happened. Scrolling Facebook, taking a break from doing research. <laughs> oh, so you already have some of those I notes. already have some notes on nice. the others. Yeah, not, cool. not much, but... Yeah, you gotta start. Yeah, I have, a, cool. I have a starting point. Who was the person? I said it already. Oh, the new person. Yes. Wait. No, I'm excited. <laughs> this is my story. <laughs> I'm not patient. Oh, man. So, the article I came across was called The Fierce Queen of the Illyrians, Teyuta the Untamable. Oh, I've never heard of her. I know. I haven't heard of her either. I'm pretty excited, too. She's pretty fucking awesome. Can you? Teyuta. T-E-U-T-A. Teyuta. Okay. Teyuta. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me all about it. I will tell you all about it. So, very little is known about her early life. But Teyuta's story basically begins with the death of her husband, Agron, king of I knew it, and then I practiced it, and then it didn't work. It's probably RDA? RDA? I think it's RDI. RDI? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's spell it. That's what we're going. It's A R D I A E A. Okay. Because fuck spelling. <laughs> because what? Who needs that many? <laughs> It's not. It's vowels. Vowels. Thank you. I'm sorry. I am embarrassing like my second grade English teacher right now. (laughs) She's just like, oh my god, I taught this bitch everything and she just forgot it all. Jasmine's going to step on that. So. (laughs) Okay. We've. We've now recorded this like two times. 
not all of it, but a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Jasmine was walking on the computer. Don't blame us on Jasmine. It's not her fault anymore. <laughs> and then we didn't get me being all like, oh no, Jasmine. <laughs> and then we... <laughs> she clicked all the right buttons. <laughs> we recorded um, like the first 10 to 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, the first 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It was 22 minutes of audio. <laughs> and then we recorded again and it didn't. Yeah. Well, first we complained. Apparently it's our fault for complaining and telling them that and saying that we were going to send Izzy to our uh, podcasting manager. Oh, to, yeah. To anchor. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. So this is what happens when you're a Karen, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. The joy of amateur uh, podcasting. So hopefully this records. <laughs> If it doesn't, we're done. Let's try this again <laughs> for the third time. Yes. <laughs> All right. So for the third time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for you the first time. For you guys the first time. We'll make it just as enjoyable as the first time. I will pretend I don't know any of this. <laughs> <laughs> we are well acquainted with the knowledge that ancient history is full of strong women who wielded immense power and earned their place in history only to be villainized or forgotten entirely due in part to bruised misogynistic egos who couldn't bear the thought of being bested by what they considered the weaker sex. Rome, I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Rome. (laughs) Fucking Rome. (laughs) Teyuta's story is no different. Though her reign was short, she proved herself to be as ambitious as her late husband, encouraging piracy among her subjects so long as their victims were of other nationalities. Teyuta's pirates routinely interfered with Roman interests, and she soon became a thorn in the Roman Empire's side. Sounds like the kind of lady I'd like to get a drink with. Exactly. Like <laughs> I was, I was pretty curious to to read about her um, before Rome was even mentioned. And then I read, or I looked up another article that said, like basically explained her and said like the queen that antagonized Rome. And I was like, and I am so like, yeah, I am here for it. I am invested. <laughs> Say no more. I am here. We I am on here. her side. We have drinks. <laughs> Anyone who goes against Rome, um, we side with. Yeah, and we'll probably cover them, let's be honest. (laughs) We've covered many of them so far. (laughs) And there will be more to come. Yes. (laughs) Now, before I can delve into Teuta's story, we need to first understand what Illyria is and what is going on within the region in which Teuta would rule. I have no idea where this is. Finn is curious as well. (laughs) So, yeah, I didn't, I mean, the only, I thought Illyrian was a fake um fictional race of bat-winged warrior people <laughs> from my book series they Turned are not out, fake they, they are not fake they are real <laughs> they don't have bat wings though I, i'm Damn gonna throw it. that one out right away they well, do not have bat wings i'm over this yeah right we're done let's <laughs> move on <laughs> bat wings are death <laughs> yeah bat wings are death <laughs> in the first few decades of the third century bce There existed a balance of power in the Mediterranean region between the Greek Hellenistic kingdoms in the east and the great mercantile power of Carthage in the west. This fragile balance was shattered when conflict arose between ancient Carthage and... Fucking Rome. You guessed it. (laughs) Fucking Rome. The Roman Republic. At the time, Carthage was the dominant power. Rome was powerful by land, however, its navy was weak and essentially non-existent. In 264 BCE, the First Punic War between Rome and Carthage, of which there were two, began and consisted of predominantly naval warfare within the waters around Sicily. So in the Adriatic Sea and Mediterranean. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I've said this three times now, but uh, (laughs) uh, basically the Roman Republic is in its infancy right now. Yeah. 
and the Punic Wars are like what kicks it off. Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. their first major engagements with the outside world. Yeah. Their first fucking ego boost victory. Yes, it's it's they're still wearing their baby <clears throat> purple togas. <laughs> they have not graduated, but they will after <laughs> they engage in the Punic Wars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's your history lesson. There it is. There it is. <laughs> This led Rome to bolster its weak navy in 261, and by 241 BCE, Carthage was defeated and Sicily made a Roman providence. This Roman victory and the taking of Sicily further entrenched Rome's position as a superpower in the Mediterranean. So basically it was like their first time in the big kid sandbox and they fucking won against the bully and they're like, look at us go, you're not that cool. <laughs> just see them in like their diapers, like yeah. wielding wooden swords. Yeah, pretty much. It's, oh my god, this is our water. sandbox. This now. is our sandbox. You cannot have it. It's full of water. <laughs> but we cannot swim because we, we do not have swim. good navy. Uh, no. <laughs> well, now they have a good navy. Now their oh, navy okay. has figured shit out. They're like, look at us go. We got a victory. <laughs> After the end of the First Punic War, the rising Roman Republic increasingly put pressure on the Gallic sphere of influence. The Gauls had reached the peak of their power with Gallic raids in northern Italy by 236 BCE. The native inhabitants of Pannonia, north of the Ardean Kingdom, were almost completely Celticized. The Illyrians had been waging war against the Greeks, again led by Alexander the Great, leaving their western flank weak, whilst out. Not again, because I just am about to mention Alexander the Great. I mentioned him like five times before. Yes. (laughs) Whilst Alexander the Great ruled Greece, the Celts dared not push south near Greece. Therefore, early Celtic expeditions were concentrated against Illyrian tribes. So if you look at your map, the Gallic tribes are over here. Illyria's here. (laughs) The Gallic tribes are... um... Greeks are down here. So for our listener, when you're looking at the map, the Gallic tribes are kind of in France and like very Western Germany. Yeah. And then obviously that's to the West of Italy. And then as we're going to get to you, the Illyrians. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ahead of myself because I know this you part are. of the story. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay because I'm getting behind because I don't know where I am now. Oh, <laughs> Uh, just a side note, the Battle of Telamon in 225 BCE heralded a gradual decline of Gallic power with Rome eventually conquering Gaul in the Gallic Wars, which took place much later, between 58 and 50 BCE. That's just me saying this is another empire, kingdom, whatever that's going to fall to Rome. Yeah. Because fuck Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Illyrian tribes were reluctant to help each other in times of war and even fought amongst each other allying with the neighboring Romans and Greeks at times. These conflicts happened because of land, pastures, and areas of naturally occurring substances such as iron and salt. The Romans, before conquering Illyria, involved themselves in these tribal conflicts because, of course, it's fucking Rome, and used them to their (laughs) advantage. Because, God forbid, tribes that have been running themselves for who knows how long, yeah. like, obviously Rachel, they need our we've help. we've been doing it wrong this whole time. I know, time. they're savages, and we're, we've We come. are our itty-bitty babies with our diapers <laughs> and our swords. <laughs> Coming in being like, we rock. We've come to introduce culture with our little baby purple togas. <laughs> I need somebody who's artistic to draw Rome. Yes. <laughs> just like we have described. <laughs> That will make my life complete, and then I won't even have to do anything anymore. (laughs) Really? No, I'll still do shit. Come on. (laughs) 
The name Illyrians, as applied by the ancient Greeks to their northern neighbors, may have referred to a broad, ill-defined group of peoples. The Illyrian tribes never collectively identified as Illyrians, and it is unlikely that they used any collective nomenclature at all. So basically, the Greeks were like, hey, that's a lot of shit to remember, so I'm just going to call you Illyrians, and we're done. Yeah. I'm um... also going to like try to destroy your culture and just make you Roman. <laughs> Actually, I had my own name for myself. No, 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 no. Like that's not how this works. Okay, look at my look at my wooden sword. No, look get, at it. Get your sword and my purple token. My sword is in your face. <laughs> Jasmine is just like I can't. Jasmine literally judges us all the time. She's like, I am too old for this. Babushka needs a nap. Oh, look at how regal she is. She's, She's like, excuse me, don't ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, Illyrians were a group of Indo-European-speaking peoples who inhabited the Western Balkan Peninsula in ancient times. To include modern-day Croatia, Montenegro, Bosnia, and Albania off the Adriatic coast. Illyria constituted one of three main Paleo-Balkan populations alongside the Thracians and the Greeks. Greeks. The Greeks, not the Greeks. The Greeks. The Greeks. The Greeks. <laughs> If you're going to yeah. change other people's names, I'm going to change your, your the Greeks' <laughs> now. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, so Greece is down here where this, like, purple and orange oh, I know where Greece is. Okay. <laughs> I, I won't help you along. You are on your own from this point on. <laughs> Some scholars believe that the modern Albanian language is, in fact, descended from the Illyrian language. That's so cool. Yeah. So basically, for the 800th time, <laughs> um, Albanians uh, revere... The Illyrians and they they revere like Queen Tuta and all that. Stuff. Yeah, similar to how the Syrians revere Zenobia. Yeah, up in yeah. Syria, there yeah. are a lot of statues and a lot of other different things. I just I love that they're <clears throat> so proud of their history because this is yeah. this is like almost two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. And this is history <laughs> almost two thousand five hundred years yeah. ago. Yeah, and this is history that was like yeah. almost lost to them yeah. because fucking Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Rome likes to erase everything and be like, yeah. oh, no, we've been here the whole time. Yeah, no, no, no. This no. was ours before it was anyone else's. No, bitch. I mentioned that my, I believe my friend said she was part Albanian and had been looking specifically for a female warrior. So well, I'm going to tell her about go. this. She'll be very excited. There you go. <laughs> Hi, Katana. Hi. <laughs> Illyrians were renowned warriors, according to ancient sources, with effective weapons such as the Sika, a curved tip sword that originated <laughs> stop it that originated in Illyria and was eventually adopted all over the Balkans and used later by the Romans fucking Romans they probably <laughs> called it something else like the fucking sword probably probably like, our curved tip sword <laughs> like this is a tip sword this is a curved tip sword not the Sika of Illyria <laughs> Uh, Illyrians were notoriously skilled craftsmen and shipbuilders in ancient times. And why do I keep saying in ancient times? I'm going to stop saying that. I mean, it is ancient times. Yeah, but they don't need to be reminded every five minutes. It's ancient times. Fine. <laughs> Fine we're going to keep this. <laughs> and they controlled much of the Adriatic and Ionian Sea using their warships known as Lembus. A Lembus is a small agile craft with a single bank of oars and no sails, which could easily navigate coastal waters where shipping lanes were located intercept and board other vessels before disappearing into coves and harbors inaccessible to larger ships. It was a fast and maneuverable warship capable of carrying 50 men in addition to the rowers. They're basically like ninja boats. They were ninja boats. Yeah. Gorilla seafarer. Exactly. 
guerrilla sea warfare. (laughs) I don't know why I'm struggling. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Yes, it's like guerrilla warfare, but on the sea. Like they can get in and out super quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So it's not your typical, you know, pirate ship with the black flags and all that fun stuff. Yeah, no sails. No sails. Although the area along the Adriatic coast was home to several notable tribes, one rose to prominence during the 3rd century BCE, the Ardii. The Ardian kingdom, taking advantage of Greek states weakened by the First Punic War, underwent aggressive expansion from 250 to 231 BCE under the leadership of King Agron. When he first took the throne, Agron focused on building up the Illyrian naval forces in the Mediterranean Sea and extending his rule along the Adriatic coast. Greek historian, and basically one of our one of two main sources that we kind of know everything about Teuta from, Mm-hmm. Polybius wrote of the Ardian king, Agron, king of the Illyrians, was the son of Puratus. Yes. Yep. <laughs> sure. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and possessed the most powerful force, both by land and sea, of any of the kings who had reigned in Illyria before him. So he was the kingliest of kings. He was the kingliest of kings. Cool, he cool, probably cool. had a great beard and mustache. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a beard and a mustache. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, they're different, okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> Agron managed to expand the power inherited from his ancestors through his aggressive policy of expansionism. And so, during his reign, the Ardian state reached the height of its power. This might, by land and by sea, led Agron to send his fleet to relieve the Acarnanian? Acarnanian. Sure. City. Archimonian. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, Arcanonian. We're going to go with that. You know, you're adding an R. Acarnanian. Acarnanian. City. That's just too many syllables. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Of Medeon from a siege by the Aetolians. Every time I say or see or read Aetolians, I think of Waterworld and Atolls. Yeah. It's downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) The Aetolians had just come back from victory against Gallic invasion and were themselves pushing into new territory. So basically everyone's like, this mine now. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Everyone's hats (laughs) thrown into the arena. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool. Agron's fleet managed victory against the odds. Um, So basically the Acarnanian peeps were like, (laughs) hey, you seem to know what you're doing. Um, help. <laughs> can you help us? Can These you annoying little... These fucking Aetolians are like, I want it. Just because they fucking... Oh, the Romans. Fought the Greeks, or the... Not the Greeks, the Celts. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Gauls, right? The Gauls, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they're all the same. Well, they were called Celts. They too. were, eventually. Yeah. Agron, who hadn't actually been at the battle was beside himself with delight when his ships returned and he learned of the victory from his commanders over the Aetolians. Was he besides himself? He was just like, I can't even handle it. Oh my God, look at me. I am awesome. Look at all of this stuff I didn't actually do. What the fuck, dude? Like, (laughs) We did this. You literally just told us to go over there. (laughs) He's like, let's be quiet. I am the king. (laughs) Agron then drank so much by way of celebration, it brought on an attack of pleurisy, inflammation in the lungs and chest, to which he succumbed to in a matter of days following the festivities. What? A he drank champ. himself to death. He guys. himself. You know what? Mark Antony like is totally <laughs> praising this dude. Yeah, he's like, like that job. is the way I want to go. That was what I was trying to do, and it didn't fucking work, and I don't understand. 
According to Polybius, King Agron, when the flotilla returned and his officers gave him an account of the battle, was so overjoyed at the thought of having beaten the Aetolians, then the proudest of peoples, that he took to carousels and other convivial excesses from which he fell into a pleurisy that ended fatally in a few days. I love the word convivial. I hated it when I first read it, but you guys didn't get to hear that. It's so. just <laughs> so fun to say convivial. Convivial. It's not fun to read. I bet, I'm sure. I want to say like too many V's. And... Too many V's. But that's the fun part about it too. Convivial. Agron died in the winter of 231 BCE and his infant son, Pinnis. Pinnis? Pinnis? Pinnis. 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 <laughs> kind of looks like it oh he's as useless as one so it's fine (laughs) pinnis succeeded him his stepmother and agron's second wife peyuta would act as regent after her husband's death it's a girl oh my god and i'm so excited because we finally made it to the part that i haven't (laughs) heard yet now you were in all new territory now i am with the audience (laughs) let's go she's as coolest as you guys no i'm just kidding wow how dare you oh my God. i am outraged is it wrong no okay <laughs> glad we're moving on <laughs> not advertise it <laughs> as i mentioned earlier teyuta's early life remains a mystery we assume she was born somewhere around 260 bce most likely to an illyrian royal household and the reason that they kind of guess that she's born to illyrian royal household is how else would she marry the king it's not like a uh henry um elizabeth henry and elizabeth from the white queen oh uh, edward okay so i had the name i knew i would have the name wrong (laughs) so it's like edward and elizabeth were like she she's not gonna be a commoner so it's not like that well see that always bugged me because they're like it was the first time the king married a commoner she was still a lady yeah i know Anyway, I get what you're saying. He uh, didn't yeah, just yeah. meet some washerwoman yeah. and then decide, like, oh, I love you. Let's get married. It wasn't like she was yeah. cleaning the floors and just completely covered in sweat. And he's like, ooh, baby. And she's like, I'm going to hit you with this, actually. <laughs> is what that's going to happen. I'm going <laughs> to shove this up. Whoa! <laughs> Carry on, my wayward son. So her Illyrian name is actually Teutana, which is literally mistress of the people. <gasps> I love that. Right? So I, I don't know. I mean, the way... That it sounds like it almost sounds like it's a title, kind of like you Saida. Say that. Yeah, like yeah. so. I'm not sure if that's even her like real, real name. It's possible because unfortunately, at the time, they didn't record a lot of women's names. Yeah, because so, God forbid, like the title becomes what the name is known as. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to say Teutana throughout the whole thing, but I'm not going. That's to. a lot of. Syllables. It's a lot of syllables. I will <laughs> give you a pass. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go with her, the Latin version of her name, which is Teuta, which I love too. Yes, it's beautiful. That's actually, it's actually an Albanian name that is used to this day. All right. The primary sources from which we get only the brief story of her reign as queen regent originate from her enemies because history always goes to the victors. Yes. And we all know Roman and Greek historians have a glib outlook on powerful women who rule in their own right. Yeah, they're basically evil sorcerers. Yeah, who did this snare and bewitch their magic men. totally because there's no way that she could be like fuck you. Listen, and... women aren't competent. Okay, they oh, yeah. can't be like formidable logical leaders. They always rule with their emotions until they are, and then they <laughs> kick your ass, and then you get butt hurt. <laughs> All right. So in his histories, Polybius opens the story 
of Teuta's reign. Agron, who was succeeded on the throne by his wife, Teuta, who left the details of administration to friends on whom she relied. As with a woman's natural shortness of view, wow. she could see nothing but the recent success and had no eyes for what was going on elsewhere. What a dick. What a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that got aggressive. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> the misogyny of one of our previous history uncles, Cassius Dio, mm. is also evident in his portrayal of Teuta. He describes the Illyrian queen regent as woman-like. Way to... So she had boobs. Yeah, yeah. Way to, okay. way to stun us with your fucking <laughs> writing prowess. <laughs> in addition to her innate recklessness, she was puffed up with vanity because of the power that she possessed. In a very short time, however, she demonstrated the weakness of the female sex, which quickly flies into pa a passion through lack of judgment and quickly becomes terrified through cowardice. I am about to fly into a motherfucking passion, you misogynistic bullshit writer. <laughs> Literally every single woman Cassius Dio has written about. Um, if you've listened, Cassius Dio hates women clearly. If you've listened to our Cleopatra episodes, <laughs> our Agrippina episodes, and Bodica, it's yeah. always the vanity of a woman. Yeah. How dare she want to help and lead her people? How dare she? <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure there will be more into, of that. Into fucking passion. We digress. <laughs> Teuta herself was not a warrior queen like O'Malley or Ching Shi. Instead, she ruled through trusted advisors and generals within her court in the capital city of Rizon. So like... Like Saida. Saida, yes. Yeah. The most notable was Demetrius of Pharos, who had also been at her husband's side during his reign. Okay. So he basically was like, okay, you're in charge now. Cool. I'm just I mean, that's you. generally what a good king or queen does. Yeah. They don't just They're not unilaterally make. <laughs> they just, but it's like, they don't just unilaterally make all decisions across the board. Yeah. Because you understand, hey, I may have knowledge about agriculture, but I'm not going to have knowledge about military warfare. So yeah. I need an advisor who does. Yeah. But Rachel, she's also a woman. So and she's clearly... vain. I get it. Like... <laughs> Looking at you, Cassie. She Dio. probably bewitched him. <laughs> yeah, she definitely did. With her womanly wiles and those batting fucking eyelashes. <laughs> oh. So as I said, Rizon was Teuta's command center, and rightly so. It was easy to defend both by land and by sea, and its bay provided a safe harbor for maritime activity. So if you look at your map, one of them. <laughs> okay. So that right there, that's the bay. Teuta continued her late husband's aggressive expansionist policy, turning her sights to the wealthy cities of Dirachium and Phoenice. Is that how you say that? I think so. I want to do like D-nice and be like Phonice. Phoenice. <laughs> so Phoenice is the strongest and most powerful city in political Epirus at the time. Okay. Eventually she conquered both of them. She was probably in Phoenicia, maybe? I think it's Phoenice. No, I know, but there was like a oh. an area in this part of the world, oh. maybe. Sure. I could be full of shit. It's possible. <laughs> Teuta sought to conquer all the Greek colonies along the whole eastern Adriatic coast, a unified territory under one monarchy, hers. During the attack on Phoenice, internal turmoil within her own court would have Teuta pulling her forces back to Rizon but not before cementing what she'd come there for. Teuta's forces held the city for ransom in exchange for money, slaves, treasure, 
and the loyalty of its citizens guaranteeing assistance against Teuta's enemies should the need arise. So we have you hostage yeah. for your protection. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't even for your protection. She was like, this city is mine and I got to go home real quick to fuck with other people. So make but a I'll decision. We'll either destroy you now or destroy you later when you fuck this up. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a bit ruthless. Yeah, got yeah. it. So yeah, she, she basically, so Benice is now hers. Okay. Even with her powerful navy and the newly conquered cities, Teyucha's most feared forces were the Illyrian pirates that sailed and pillaged the Adriatic and Ionian seas. The Illyrians were best known for using piracy as a military tactic, and it was actually the Illyrians who first constructed the Lembus-style ship that we mentioned earlier. Okay, cool. That was theirs. Like, this mine. And the Romans were like, but no, it's ours. Yeah, no. Rome. <laughs> no, no. no. Rome. 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 <laughs> Sit down. Sit Put down. Put the sword down. Don't make me change your diaper. Don't in take front your toe off. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, your wooden sword does not go there. Why is your wooden? No! <laughs> Interestingly enough, piracy was completely legal in Illyria and even considered a viable, if not respectable, profession. Teuta gave her ships free reign in the Mediterranean Sea, even encouraging it so long as they shared their bounty. She's like, the booty that you bring home? <laughs> I want to like half of it, okay? She probably did what Ching Shi did, which was like, um, there is a pot yeah. that everyone puts into. and then... I don't know that she like gave it to everyone, though. I'm not sure. Probably not. <laughs> she does not sound like She's the type like, to share. She's like, this is mine. So I this get 90% and you get to keep 10. Yeah, yeah. You did all the work, but this is mine. <laughs> My husband just died. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Oh, dear me. I need your gold. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel so much better. And she sounds just like this. <laughs> no, she does not. <laughs> Illyrian pirates soon became well known and feared for their plundering of merchant ships. Plundering of the booty. Plundering of the booty. <laughs> Unfortunately for Toyota, this opportunistic piracy against merchant ships within important trade routes along the eastern Mediterranean between Greece and Italy would threaten the budding superpower across the Adriatic. Oh, Remember those nice. motherfucking pesky toga-wearing bitches? <sighs> Let me yeah, guess, okay. it's Rome? Yeah, no, it's different them. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Fresh off defeating its greatest rivals at the time in the First Punic War, Rome was making its way across the Mediterranean. Ugh. Roman merchants were constantly threatened by Illyrian pirates raiding their ships and stealing their goods. Teuta, well, stay out of their yeah. bay. Yeah, and Rome is like, <laughs> oh my god, how dare you? Our navy is awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Just going along with the Roman babies. I want more stuff. I want more things. <laughs> oh my god, we need help. <laughs> Teuta, having just besieged Issa, which is up here. Okay. It's a little island. It's a little island. Got it. But very, very important. The only colony still resisting her control. Okay. Uh, she was visited by two Roman envoys. The brothers Gaius and Lucius Coruncanius. Can you point it? Oh, I was doing oh, great oh, until wow. their last name. Coruncanius. Coruncanius. Gaius and Lucius. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> what is up with the Usis? I don't know. Gaius, Lucius, Usis, Usis. Fuck you, sis. Yes. with a P. Yeah. The brothers had been charged by the Roman Senate who continuously got complaints from their merchant bitches. <laughs> Is that the official name? Yeah, that's the official name. Okay. Uh, they were sent to discover exactly what was going on in the Adriatic Sea and to warn against any continuation of 
disruptive naval campaigns and opportunistic piracy within the Roman trade routes. The Romans were like, this is mine, and you can't. And Teutus like, but I can. And, and I, I did, <laughs> and I will continue to do so. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Sit down, child. <laughs> and then Rome stomped its feet. God like, dang it, fucking Rome. <laughs> Has to ruin everything. Has to ruin everything. <laughs> Eventually, the queen regent granted the audience to the two delegates. She basically was like, I'm going to make them wait. Okay, great. I'm <laughs> Taking over a city, they, cool, can, cool, cool, cool. they can sit. Listen, I got other things going yeah. on right now. I am um, trying to unify better than you. Let me get this little high chair for you. You yeah. can sit in it. Let me Do you find want you some a, applesauce? Let me find you a bib. <laughs> you probably find, I don't know, a ruby or something to keep you distracted. It's shiny. The Romans, no doubt shocked by the magnitude of Teuta's power and the extent of its range, brusquely warned Teuta not to interfere with Roman interests or with those of Rome's allies. So one of my sources, uh, Badass of the Week, describes Rome's reaction best in a way we here at Difficult Damsels can definitely appreciate. You ready for this? I'm so ready. Let's you, go. You've heard this, but <laughs> I sent this to you in a text. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what the article from badassoftheweek.com stated. Honestly, it's probably more of a Bodica thing where the king of a powerful tribe dies, his wife takes over... And the Romans step in because they have a strict no girls allowed policy with mm -hmm. regards to transfer of executive power. And then they send in the army to settle things. But who knows? The point is, Rome was mad and they were assembling an army to come put an end to the piracy. So Rome was throwing a tantrum. Rome was literally throwing like, a tantrum. Like, we can't have a woman, a competent woman, yeah. no less leading. Yeah. Got it. Cool. She can't unify people better than us. <laughs> Teuta displayed a cautious diplomacy in the face of Rome's frankness. Polybius provides an account of the discussion. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying it's highly doubtful that Polybius actually had access to a record of this conversation. Oh yeah, that's that's every single thing, yeah. every single Roman writer like writes as if they were in the yeah. room and we know they weren't. Yeah. For so the this most is part. this is more than likely bullshit dreamed up by him or by sources to further the Roman it's his agenda in a friendly way. It's his fanfic. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's see. Sorry, it. Rome, that ship has sailed, been attacked <laughs> by pirates and sank to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> I mean <laughs> So here we go. This is what Polybius pretends like he knows what happened. Okay. <laughs> they, the Roman envoys, began to speak of the outrages committed against them. Teuta, during the whole interview, listened to them in a most arrogant and overbearing manner because she can't just listen. And when they no, she she like sat there, yeah. stone faced, yeah, and that's mean with like eyelashes <laughs> yeah. fluttering, no doubt. Oh no, no fluttering, fluttering. <laughs> I I actually do kind of picture her like she's probably like leaning with like a leg over the arm and like looking at the watch that doesn't exist yeah, yet on she's her like, wrist what in the shit it's a freckle past my hair you're taking up my time anyway continuing with her her arrogant and overbearing manner and when they had finished speaking she said she would see to it that rome suffered no public wrong from Illyria, but that as for private wrongs it was contrary to the custom of the Illyrian kings to hinder their subjects from winning booty from the sea. Booty. Booty. <laughs> <laughs> the younger of the ambassadors was very indignant at these words of hers and spoke out with a frankness most proper indeed, but highly in inopportune. So here's where you get, you know, your bias. He was speaking very respectfully, but... Of course. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, Teuta, he said. 
The Romans have an admirable custom, which is to punish publicly the doers of private wrongs and publicly come to help to the help of the wronged. Be sure that we will try, God willing, by might and main and right soon to force thee to mend the custom toward the Illyrians of their kings. It's just so aggravating because, you know, it, it'd be one thing, no matter what, any country that goes to another country and says, like, we're going to right your wrongs is yeah. in the wrong. But you know they do the same thing. Yeah. And they're hypocrites. Yeah. And it's like, oh, But it's how... okay if they do it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to pull the moral high ground mm-hmm. on her basically saying, like, dude, if you come into my shores – that is on you. Yeah. Like, we don't have any agreement. Yeah. Ugh, so okay. annoying. So continuing, it gets worse. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Giving way to her temper like a woman and heedless of the consequences. Because fuck you. That was my addition method. Wow. <laughs> she took this frankness ill and was so enraged at the speech that, defying the laws of nations, when the ambassadors were leaving in their ship, she sent emissaries to assassinate the one. Good. Apparently. The one that spoke, I'm guessing. Yeah. Who had been so bold of speech. Well, yeah, he was disrespectful. Yeah, she's like, fuck you. You don't disrespect me when I'm conquering someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not see the war rage in my face? (laughs) Guessing that pissed her off. Oh, yeah. So like I said, it's probably, it's highly doubtful that Polybius was, yeah, had an actual He He might have like gotten a second hound, second hound, second hand (laughs) account from like, uh, diplomat that was there yeah but yeah either way still one ambassador was killed the other imprisoned and their ship seized these actions gave the romans a reason for war the assassination of a roman envoy by an enemy's queen's order certainly helped rome gain public support for a just war overseas they're like look what she did oh no (laughs) so yeah everyone take a minute i mean mad yeah, but you also don't kill envoys. That is I mean, kind of like yeah. an unspoken rule. Yeah. yeah. So there was one one source had said that in all probability they could have died going back. Like Yeah, they could have they their ship could have Yeah, because at this yeah. point there were blockades. Yeah. Pirate blockades everywhere. So they could have died by the hands of so the pirates. It but... could have been completely unrelated to yeah. her, but they blamed her because that but was Rome an easy needed scapegoat. Rome needed a cause. Well, Rome needed a yeah. villain. Yeah. Yeah. And Teuta was the perfect one because she's a woman. At this point, Teuta still has a nation to unify, and she sends a large Illyrian force to land in the strategic island of Corsira, ideal for controlling the Ionian Strait. Okay. Polybius, fucking Polybius, <laughs> describes the clash between the Illyrian Acarnanian navy, who again had just formed that alliance mm-hmm. by ransom in Venice. That alliance? Yeah, uh, quote-unquote alliance. <laughs> the forced alliance. <laughs> and the Aetolian fleet. The Illyrians lashed their boats together in batches of four and thus engaged the enemy. They sacrificed their own boats, presenting them broadside to their adversaries in a position favoring their charge. But when the enemy's ships had charged and struck them and getting fixed in them, found themselves in difficulties as in each case, the four boats lashed together were hanging onto their beaks. The Marines leapt onto the decks of the Achaean ships and overmastered them by their numbers. So they basically sacrificed four boats in order to trip up the enemy yeah. forces. And I don't know if they lost all four boats, but they come, they, they, you know, 
tied the boats together basically yeah and then the other force like was like i'm in and then they're like just kidding <laughs> yeah. like oh no it's a trap oh they're eating us cool. <laughs> aggressive. okay yeah so they were very basically they they're were very, very strategic they're very strategic yeah and yeah and, i mean there's a reason they control again gorilla sea- seas gorilla seafaring yeah that's they're cool very good at it okay <laughs> The Illyrian victory forced Corsera to surrender to the siege. An Illyrian contingent led by Demetrius of Pharos took control of the island and garrisoned its city. The other part of the navy and army sailed north and placed a siege on Dyrrhachium. Dyrrhachium. These fucking sure. words. Yeah, yeah these cool. like Greek Great. and fucking Indo European. <laughs> fucking Irish shit was bad. Ugh. Oh no, when you get into the like this time period and the Macedonian names, it's ridiculous. And that's why it was so hard for me to put all this together because I'm like, they all sound the same. Well, now you understand my pain. I I knew you always had pain. I just chose to ignore it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Story of my life. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to show you a picture of that's the assembly between the envoys and her. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is aggressive. (laughs) But yeah, that's the the depiction of of that assembly. Cool. In 229 BCE, Rome officially declared war on Illyria, initiating the first Illyrian war by sending a fleet of 200 ships and about 20,000 soldiers across the Adriatic Sea towards Corsera. Unfortunately for Teuta, the first loss of the war came before any fighting in the form of duplicity and betrayal. So I'm just going to interrupt you very Uh quick again to remind everybody and myself. um, I Rome, of course, because it's Roman writers writing this. They're, they're basically saying this woman is out of control. She is an imperialist. Yeah. She is attacking from the mouths of the imperialists. Exactly. If if you're just (laughs) listening to the Roman sources and you don't know the context of everything, it sounds like they are taking on a tyrant, but they literally do the same thing. So it is one tyrant taking on another tyrant. Yeah. And it's all a power play on their part. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to remember, Tisha is trying to overpower she is the Illyrian nations. But Rome needs to get off its high horse by saying yeah. we're doing the righteous Rome thing. Rome can't come in and be, look at us, we're the good guys. Yes. And it's, it's basically what they did. <laughs> so, again, duplicity and betrayal. Oh, from a man, no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just think of the man that's always been at her side. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling. When the Romans arrived at the I- island city of Corsera off the Illyrian coast, the local governor and one of Teuta's trusted lieutenants, Demetrius of Pharos, of course, allied himself with Demetrius. Romans and would go on to advise the enemy throughout the conflict. Oh, that's so So annoying. basically, like, Teuta didn't lose the war. Demetrius is just an asshole. Demetrius was probably yeah. jealous. He yeah. was like, I'm your advisor and you're a woman. Yeah. I should have been ruling. Or yeah. maybe he wanted to, like, marry her. I'm going to write that. So thing. wait for it. Uh-oh. Roman intelligence had previously corresponded with Demetrius, and he had promised them no resistance. It's unclear why he betrayed her. The most likely explanation is that he was simply awed and terrified by the display of Rome's military might. Um, They were, after all, the growing superpower who had just defeated Carthage. Other, there was one source that said that he wanted to marry her or something ridiculous. And then the other one was like, he was intimidated by 
her show of force and her ability to do what she's doing. So my headcanon is a combination (laughs) of him being intimidated and also in awe of her and basically being like, I'm t- this is totally a Rachel thing. Yeah. We should get married. We're both smart, sexy yeah. people. And she's just like, no. Yeah. And then he got all pissy and was like, well, then I'm going to betray well, you. Because that's what yeah. a lot of men in history because did. Bruised <laughs> because bruised misogynist <laughs> Anyway, that is my headcanon. I like it. Okay. It is now real. <laughs> I need that story by the end of the year. I... <laughs> you don't even have a mind. I don't even have a mind. <laughs> I might write it. Do it. So, okay. No, random you need to finish tangent. your fucking story that you've been working on so, for years. So, random... Oh God, I know. <laughs> random tangent. But this is a fanfic, like a one-off I can do, and I kind of want to do it. But random tangent. <laughs> I've been reading um, Fire and Blood, which is the uh, Targaryen... The history of the Targaryens. Um, like Prior before. Yes, but before A Song of Ice and Fire starts. Mm-hmm. And Rhaenyra had... Oh, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> She had um, a member of the King's Guard assigned to her because she was at the time the princess to the king. His name was Sir Kristen Cole. And it was said in the histories that they were very close and many people speculated she was in love with him because she always um, made, not made him, she always gave him her favor whenever he wrote in the lists. And then it said at one point they had a meeting and nobody knows what happened in the meeting, but there were two interpretations. One, one was that she proposed to him and he said, I can't because I'm a member of the King's card. Like it just, it could it's never okay. happen. Yeah. Yes. And she was spurned. And then they parted ways forever hating each other. He ends up going to serve the greens, her stepmother yeah. Yeah. who goes against her when she's supposed to take her kingdom anyway um but the the other other one one, the other one said he finally proposed to her and gave in to her and was like she was like nah dude you have to wait way too long yeah well he was basically like um well an idiot i'm sorry (laughs) no he said um we'll run away to like essos where i'll be like a merchant and i i know you won't be a queen but we can be together yeah and then, um, but she spurned him, so that made him forever decide to be her enemy. Oh, that's annoying. And that's how I picture okay. this. Yeah. And I'm going to write the fanfic. I like it. I'm here for it, guys. Yes. It'll be uh, uploaded on the social media soon. <laughs> we'll put it on Difficult Dances. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yes. I'm going to do it. I'm excited. Yes. I want to okay. do it. Anyway. I'm so excited. Coming back. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Now I don't know where I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so Demetrius, awed by the display of Rome's military might, at the sight of the Roman fleet, Demetrius surrendered the city to the Romans, betraying the Illyrian garrison and placing them under Roman custody. Oh, bitch. Fucking seriously. Asshole. <laughs> so Rome quickly conquered Corsera, Apollonia, and Isa. Apollonia. Apollonia. Thank you. I appreciate You're you welcome. for that one. That one I won because <laughs> I've heard it in podcasts. So Corsera, Apollonia, and Issa, where they captured several Illyrian towns and seized some 20 Illyrian limbus, which again is those boats. Are those words? God, what assholes? Yeah. Ooh. The Illyrian forces were no match for Rome's military power in the betrayal of fucking Demetrius. Ugh, Demetrius. Yeah. And to Demetrius. 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 It's like Stella, but like not. Yeah. <laughs> but better. Demetrius was forced to re- retreat south back to the fortified Illyrian base at Rizon. 
By 228 BCE, Rome had gained control of the entire Illyrian coast. Yeah. Fucking Demetrius. So fucking Polybius writes the Illyrian <laughs> surrender. In the early spring, Teuta sent an embassy to the Romans and made a treaty by which she consented to pay any tribute they imposed to relinquish all Illyria except a few places and undertook not to sail beyond Lysis with more than two unarmed vessels. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, she saw the writing on the wall. She was like, yeah. my most At least trusted... she didn't try to yeah. go against them. That we know Knowing, of. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Polybius did write this. They, I mean, a lot of the Roman writers were like, oh, but in the end, they were women. So they were like, we yeah. brought this to you. We see our yeah. rocks. Whatever. Polybius. I kind of want to believe that she was like, okay, I'm not going to put my people through this. I'm yeah. not going to lose that many. Obviously, they are the greater powers. So here we are. <laughs> The rational and fucking Demetrius. <laughs> fucking Demetrius. Yeah. I hope he gets his. And if just he doesn't, wait. I'm going to. Re- okay. Oh, just Ooh, wait, thank honey. you. Ooh, yay, let's go. Teuta was forced to pay tribute to Rome, as I said, and acknowledge its sovereignty. However, the Romans allowed Teuta to continue her rule. They allowed her oh, how to generous. continue her rule. How very generous. Albeit over a smaller region. Rather than face humiliation of a limited reign under Rome's control, I don't know whether this is like. Rather than face the humiliation or whether she was just like, fuck it, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Teuta stepped down from the throne altogether. After which, Teuta disappeared from recorded history, but most sources agree that she lived for several more years after the Roman defeat. That's pretty much um, every like famous ancient ancient woman. Any um, like powerful woman. Stop talking about me like I'm not here. <laughs> from ancient history disappears i like to think they just were no longer involved in warfare and they got to live peaceful lives in the countryside eating grapes and getting fanned (laughs) yeah they were like fuck rome and then rome was like well i'm not gonna write about her anymore (laughs) like oh you're not you're you're not stepping into the sphere that men usually occupy you're fine now yeah yeah you're on the other side of the blinders (laughs) the romans promoted demetrius of pharos into the regency position (gasps) so poor pinnis is like can i just like rule Pinus, Pinus, whatever his name is, P-I-N-N-E-S. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy's like, okay, but oh, like, that's right, her technically son. I am the king, but I'm also five. <laughs> I am the king. Get this. Later, Demetrius also married his Pinus's mother and Agron's first wife, Tritayuta. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. I he totally like wanted her yeah, for the I'm power. Thinking so. I'm right. He that. just wanted the throne. Like, yeah. And he saw his opportunity with Rome. I'm writing that scene. And it's going to be played by Eva Green, just so you know. (laughs) Demetrius would go on to later rebuild the Illyrian fleet and return to piracy, which makes me so mad because after betraying her, he goes back to the shit that she did. But it's okay. Because he betrayed the truce made with the Romans to start the second Illyrian War, which lasted from 220 to 219 BCE, which means he got his ass kicked in less time than she did. Good. <laughs> After Demetrius's death, ooh, everyone can cheer. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's not surprising he betrayed literally yeah. everyone. Yeah. What a little. Mm-hmm. So after his death, his successors continued to engage in piracy right down to the last king of Illyria, Gentius, who ruled from 181 to 168 BCE. Gentius incited the third Illyrian war with Rome, in 168 BCE. The Illyrian kingdom came completely under the rule of the Roman Empire and was henceforth called Illyricum in Latin. 
Okay. Yeah. So sorry, but by Violeria. Violeria. I know. I'm so mad. Such a beautiful name. I love that name. It's beautiful. (laughs) As for Tayuta, her story would live on. Her image is depicted on current Albanian coinage. Excuse me while I scroll through the thousand and one pictures that I've saved. So there's the coinage. You can turn that. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. And she has also been immortalized by multiple statues of the fierce queen regent that dared defy the greatest empire in history. That's so cool. Yeah. So the exact circumstances surrounding Teuta's death have never been confirmed and her tomb has never been discovered. The most popular account would have us believe that Teuta eventually ended her life by jumping off a cliff in Raizan. And as the legend goes, she cursed Raizan, now modern day Risen in Montenegro, making it the only town in the region today without a seafaring tradition. Wow. Like they, they attribute that to her curse. So the Teuta, right? Teuta. The Teuta curse. Yeah. That is so cool. Some even suggest the queen regent hid treasure somewhere in the current Bay of Kotor in Risan, and it has to this day never been found. Okay, so... These will be online. These statues. The statues are beautiful. Holy crap. So there is, um, that is her and her stepson, Pinis. God, that dress. Yeah. That's her on one of the Lembus. Yeah. And then, oh, there's one before, I think. That is actually at a bank in Duress, Albania. Wow. Okay. Isn't it cool? That is so cool. This is like. Yeah. And there's also a stamp. Did you see the stamp? No. It was pretty cool. It's an Albanian stamp with her image depicted on it and her name. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So if you think about it, I mean, she only ruled for, what, four years? Yeah. And almost unified all of Illyria. Yeah. That's, yeah, super cool. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a long time, but it also is because you think the same thing with Bodica. She was just this woman that came out of nowhere to challenge Rome. Yeah. She ruled for two years. I mean, seemingly out of nowhere. She had. <laughs> yeah. Reason. She, she had, <laughs> yeah. she had like the greatest of reasons. Yeah. Um, and then Artemisia, she, she didn't go against the Romans. She went against the Greeks, but she's literally only recorded in history for like one major battle. And then yeah. she's named in the battle before. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, like somebody like Polybius, who was like all for Rome and, and yeah. Greek cities, um, would be like, "Oh, that means she's incompetent, and she doesn't, she didn't know what she was doing." She yeah. and you know, blah blah blah, and Rome was better. But also, like, they those women did a lot in the short time yes. they had. Like, they did a lot more than like half the Roman people or the Roman leaders would have done. I know when when Cassius Dio was writing specifically, I believe it was. Um, during the fall of Commodus and they were also talking about the fall of the Julio-Claudian dynasty which mm-hmm. was when Agrippina reigned yeah and the reason they wrote about all these supposed bad women was yeah. to compare the female leaders to of Agrippina. the past yes to and Agrippina. say like this is why women can't this rule. is why we can't have these women are ruling. the examples yes and the women are like we are about to rise like fucking we brave. actually were pretty competent <laughs> yeah. and you're just upset because you didn't want to allow yeah. space you just stomped your feet and you had a big navy to yeah. stomp your feet yeah. behind you yeah basically you didn't want other people doing what you were doing yeah you didn't want other yeah. people upstaging you especially women as i said earlier so. the audacity the fucking audacity <laughs> All right, so my sources for this episode, again, was the ancientorigins.net story. 
uh, Fierce Queen Illyria of Illyria, Teyuta the Untamable. That's I love Teyuta the Untamable. 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 <laughs> That's cool. There's also allthingsinteresting.com slash Queen Teyuta Ancient Illyria. There's Al Albanopedia, which is an Albanian. Yeah. Um, Albanian. Okay. Yeah. Albanopedia. Albano. Yeah. And so it was just a biography on Teyuta. Okay. And then there was Badass of the Week. And you you need to go read it. Like, I'll send it to you. He's okay. hilarious because he's like us where he's like, and then these fuckers. <laughs> and these assholes, a.k.a. <laughs> yeah. the Romans. And then, of course, <laughs> I use Wikipedia for Teyuta. And I also use Wikipedia to kind of gain an understanding of what was, like, happening throughout. You did really good. Yeah. You. you, it was very, yeah. um, I was able to follow along. Yeah. It took think, me a very yeah. long time. <laughs> That's pro- That probably that was took the biggest you longer chunk. than yeah. the actual Teyuta yeah. part. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. And then, of course... I watched a YouTube video from the History Guy, who's hilarious. Nice. I love him. Uh, titled "The Pirate Queen Who Fought the Roman Empire." So that's nice. basically where I was like, "This bitch is mine. I'm covering her." Hell this yeah! Is be great. I that was really good. It was it was really cool for me to be like, I have never period heard of this person. So this yeah. is truly a joy for me. It's Thank truly you. a joy. <laughs> it's a delight. You're fucking welcome. Thanks. So was she more difficult or more oh, damsel? She was. I mean. She, I don't she think there was, was a single damsel moment. No, I mean, she could have had plenty of damsel moments yeah. when she was growing up, but we don't know. Yeah, her early life. So women, she was just difficult. weren't worth writing about yeah. unless they were literally. That should be with that Roman should, politics. That should be a check mark. If Rome wrote about them, yes. they were fucking difficult. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's funny. <sighs> So what should our what should our random question be, guys? We we came I don't know unpre- seriously unprepared. I'm gonna Google. Oh shoot, Can random. You? <laughs> it's not your phone, don't no, it? it's not. <laughs> I'm trying to use my passcode on chat. So, so it happened again. Rachel and I had a great conversation oh off fucking mic. <laughs> apparently, it only it recorded like half of our conversation. Well, yeah, I was like that was like a 16 minute yeah recording in it was uh, only six minutes showed up all right okay so we found a question and it was uh what element do you represent so we made it a two-parter and we said tell us what you what element you think you represent and then what element do you think the other person represents so i said (laughs) that i think i represent the fire sign yes and we went into how um Obviously, I think I represent the fire sign because I'm very passionate. Um, you don't need to summarize it. We got just do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> so, too bad. Oh, man. Um, it's, we both picked fire for you because yeah. fire is very volatile. Um, but it's also, it's beautiful. It's powerful. It is, it can be out of control at times. Mm-hmm. But it's also a force to be reckoned with, which yeah. is very much what you are. Yeah. And they, like you actually mentioned, fire can be contained and it can be this little, well, you didn't say flicker of a flame, but now I'm saying yeah. it. It can be a little itty bitty match being lit and there's your fire. But... And, and suddenly air gets introduced to it and it just explodes. Yeah. And I think that's... What did I I said flies into a passion, as Polybius yes. would have said. <laughs> <laughs> flies into an uncontrollable passion. <laughs> um, and I think, I think that's very you. I do think you have elements of earth in you yeah and also part of the conversation <laughs> guys that was a really good conversation we're really <laughs> upset you didn't hear it when it comes to the zodiac the air signs are 
known for being the intellectual signs. Yeah. And you were like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. Cause I was like, how can air be intelligent? Which is, it just says how intelligent I'm not. <laughs> well, you think of air and it's very like fleeting and kind of fickle and yeah. it's here and then it's there and then it's gone and then it's back again, which um, the air signs being Gemini, Libra and Aquarius, they have that reputation. Yeah. But they're also intellectually based in the sense that most air signs kind of want to understand the X, Y, and Z of things. Yeah. And um, that's that's something that I said was very much me in the way yeah. that I ask so many questions and mm-hmm. it's very off-putting for a lot of people because they're like, why the fuck do you need to know this? But I love it. <laughs> I need to know it because yeah. fuck you, first of all, and second. Um, <laughs> you want to know how something works so yeah. you can properly So I can understand it. why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah. and what you actually need from me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I think that Rachel is um, earth because she has depth and she's very grounded. And um, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot more to it, but I can't remember it now. You mentioned... Um, earth also it it can be volatile in its yes. own way but it's like like the quiet rumble of an earthquake like it just yeah. it comes out of nowhere which i know has happened with you in the past where i like am suddenly upset and you're like when were you upset yeah i'm like what the fuck <laughs> is happening right now <laughs> and i call you out on that because i need to know everything yes. immediately and <laughs> well that's why we always got along like i think that's where earth and fire signs synergize very well because yeah if a fire sign person is upset, you're going to know they're going to tell you. Yes. Um, and I very enthusiastically, yes, they're, (laughs) they're emotional, but they're like externally emotional. And I appreciate that because if you tell me why you're upset, then I know. Whereas water signs are also emotional, but they like expect you to just magically intuit and read their minds. Yeah. And I, I can't stand that. Yeah. Like, just tell me. Yeah. And we talked about how, um, we get along so well because like yes. you don't take criticism poorly. You take it exactly how, you know, I intend it, which is, I, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like I want I criti- to be a better when person. I criticize, it's not me criticizing you. It's me being like, well, here's how you can be better for me. Like that <laughs> yes. sounds bad, but you know what I mean? No, like, but I, I wish how, people said that. Yeah. This is how you can love me. This is how you can be a friend to me. Yeah. And if you give me that blueprint, I'll do it. Yeah. No questions and, asked. And I am definitely a as blueprint. As long as it's not abusive. Here are the blueprints for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if it's abusive, fuck you. Yeah. And you will die. By Rachel's hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I also think you, I associate you with water because when I first met you, what did I say? You just were. <laughs> yeah. Because when you look at a body I looked water, like a placid lake. Yeah. You look like a very calm, like, okay, this is a lake. Everyone knows a lake. Maybe even a puddle. <laughs> wow <laughs> she has no dad no i'm just kidding um no Gosh. but then like you know it, it takes you dove you into the puddle and suddenly it, it was yeah. the ocean it's the ocean and the sirens are coming in hot and, <laughs> yeah. and so what, what did you think you were you, you you pretty much explained that right your earth and air i'm so my natal chart is all like my big six um which are my sun sign my moon sign my rising my Mercury, my Venus, and my Mars. It is... For everyone who doesn't know what she's talking about, just go with it. That's what I do. <laughs> it is cut down the middle, earth, and air. So mm-hmm. my earth signs being... Well, I'm not going to tell everybody because then they're going to know my chart. But 
I am predominantly Virgo and Libra. I have very dominant Libra traits. And then I have a little bit of Capricorn. So it's, um, I, I do see myself as being very grounded. Um, I have all of my shit together for the most part. I'm going to tell you straight how it is. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to fly off the rack. I'm not going to flip out. I'm just going to be like, no, this is either what I want or this is what upsets me. Even if you don't have your shit together, you constantly work to have your shit yeah. together. Like if you find something that you are like, whoa, you'll go and find a way to yeah. figure it change out. Change it. Like I don't yeah. like this about myself. Okay, what can I do to change it? Yeah. Um, but the air side of me is also very um, – I like the intellectual conversations, mm-hmm. like these kind of conversations. Yes. If I, which is why we get along so yeah. well. <laughs> if if I can't have this intellectual conversation with somebody, like, um, friendship or romantically, like I'm out. That's why I gave up on dating. I couldn't find. I'm dating you. It's, it's where we are. <laughs> it exists, but I think a lot of people hide that side of themselves. Yeah. Well, I also don't have the patience to dig at this point. I'm fucking. I'm 31. I don't care. <laughs> See, I find it fun, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Um, you know I, me. I'm a very impatient person. Yes. <laughs> yes, Miss Fire. I can keep interrupting me. Finally. <laughs> Have this uh, conversation by yourself. The other part I was going to mention is that with my coven, <laughs> oh, yeah. we all take up the elements. And I was originally going to pick Earth, obviously, because of Virgo. <laughs> but they actually were like, we think you're you're the water element amongst us. Mm-hmm. You're... They've also mentioned very grounding, but just that they felt they felt emotionally safe with me. So yeah. that's why I took up the water element. And then the depth, like you were saying. Yeah. And I tend to be attracted to water element signs, kind of a thing, probably because I lack it in myself. Yeah. So I'm seeking it in others. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in our original conversation, you were like, I'm usually drawn to water. I was like, me too, bodies of water. <laughs> Not people. <laughs> I'm also drawn to bodies yeah. of water. But I, I find water very peaceful. Water and just like forests and mountains. Yeah. It's, oh, I did say that I always, I always pictured you. Whenever I think of you, I always think of you in like, like the like fairy, fairy in the woods. Yes. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, Anya. Oh, oh, she's Anya. Being nice. Hello. How's it going? Anya is all fire. <laughs> Anya is all Actually, fire. She's like and super fucking loud. She's like water and fire, just super emotional. Uh, yeah, like we'll she, yell at you. She <laughs> portrays herself as being super. She's not like a, friendly, but when you dig down, she's actually really fucking sweet. She's, she's like the athlete. cross between a Scorpio and an Aries, like very angry at the world. And like, if you betray her, she'll remember yeah. it for life, but she'll also love you for life. Indeed. Yeah. She's the only good thing I got out of where I worked. <laughs> <laughs> she did. We saved her. Forever be grateful That's for that. That's a story we'll save for another time. It's a good story. It's a sh- Well, it's not good for her, but it's good well, for me. It ended yeah, well. It ended well. Okay. Well, we are, drives me fucking crazy. We're getting to the part where, like, oh, no. we don't know if it's going to save. So, um, just want to wish everyone a safe holiday. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. If you celebrated Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Happy Yule. Happy Yule. Definitely. Happy, Yule. Uh, happy New Year's. Uh, we, Kat said she doesn't <laughs> believe in the commercialized bit of it, but. But if you want to go into the new year bettering new yourself, yes. totally fine. Go yeah. for it. I'm just not going to do it because I will set myself up for failure. <laughs> One day that may change. I do go in with the new for the for the New Year's deals though on like vitamins and shit. I'm like I'm here oh, for it. Yeah, we'll have that. I'm again. healthy throughout the year, but I only am healthy <laughs> on paper at the beginning of the year when it's on sale. 
All right, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to Difficult Damsels. You can find us at difficult.damsels at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in Difficult Damsels and you'll find us. Hopefully. Maybe. If you don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. And um, <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> uh, you know, holidays coming up again. So as always, family. stay difficult. <laughs> stay, oh, yeah. Stay difficult. <laughs> and fight with your family. But mostly stay difficult. Bye. <laughs> So we're going to give you a little insight into... You guys are trying to figure out how to say this. The podcasting world of history where we're trying to say Phoenish, I think. I don't know. So let's listen. This is what, this is what we do. We literally go to like, how do you pronounce blah, blah, blah. Phoenish. 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 I told you Venus. Jesus Christ. So I wasn't the only one who thought that. Phoenix. 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 I'm just saying Phoenix. You pick what you want. I'm just saying Phoenix. This is fucked. Oh my gosh. Please stick around to the end because if Kat remembers to do it, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have some seriously crazy bloopers. Oh Very odd. We did NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> you Why? Were, you hesitated. Because I'm questioning life now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I hate everything about this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> I will look away from you. Now going oh, into okay. fucking Polybius. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Can <laughs> I continue? <laughs> may I continue? Yes, you may. I'm sorry for being a Virgo, because <laughs> I just Virgoed you. You you did. It's fine. And then I erased you by yelling at you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is our relationship. Shut and then <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Oh man, bloopers are gonna be great. Scenes. <laughs> that ends a scene. And begin. <laughs> Rome officially declared war on Illyria. Elishi- uh, we all. Nope. I don't even know what I tried to say here. Hold on. <laughs> I love when that happens. What the shit? The sentence does not make sense. <laughs> okay. Ideal for controlling the sale. What? <laughs> <laughs> Am I even writing? Hold on. So basically, that's awesome. Who makes you laugh the most? Me, obviously. Obviously (laughs) me. I'm hilarious. All right. Some scholars. Whoa, that was really aggressive. And I'm going to redo that. (laughs) Some scholars. Gotcha. Oh, it looks like a penis. It's very phallic. (laughs) It's very phallic in nature. It's, it's, I I should not say what I'm about to say. But I'm going to say it. No, don't you dare. You can cut it. It looks like the it looks like the bay is penetrating the land. Okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I'm leaving. Goodbye. You can cut that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm oh, five. <laughs> oh goodness! I remember the length of the sausages. Oh my god, she has to mention the sausages. <laughs> okay, I was let's you, so yeah. many sausages.
miss you guys. She cooked for me and she made it weird. Like, you know. If you're going to have ground sausage in a casing. I was going to say, it wasn't ground. It was in the casing. It was sausage. Sausage is ground up in the case. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I mean, it just. She's just fondling sausages. I just, like it couldn't thing. help it. Like, it wanted to. Okay, moving on. sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. I lost my spot. <laughs> oh look, my spot is literally saved at the top. Jesus. <laughs> According to Okay, let's pause. Just mm -hmm. uh... According to <laughs> Oh man. Alright, so we are well and I already fucked it up. <laughs> cool. 